Welcome to episode 48 of Two Larrys and a Mike. I'm Larry Dowdy. Larry Bly here. How you doing? And Mike. Mike. Uh, Mike. Mike uh, oh. From short order cook Sparks. to... Sparks. Oh, that could be Mike good. Mike has gone to work for Appalachian Power Company. <laughs> oh, man. That, that, he's lighting up right now. But uh, his idea of a joke, uh, unfortunately, Larry, is uh, yeah. to go around shaking his fellow workers' hands with one of those hidden hand buzzers that you used to buy at Spencer's Gifts. Remember that place? I love he that thinks, place. He thinks that's funny. To but, this day, uh, I miss that place. Sadly, they don't think it's so funny. So mostly, he just sits in the truck while the guy's pretty much ignoring him. Well, and I'm sure the other guys appreciate that. Mm-hmm. So yes. that way, they can keep track of things. Did you ever have one of those hand buzzers? I did. Oh, those were fun. I did. That sh- and uh, the Groucho nose and glasses, oh, which you, I still have yeah, that. Yeah. People still talk uh, about how what a what a wonderful thing it was having yeah, come to yeah. a party and i think that was the place nose. i got my rubber chicken <laughs> my first rubber chicken oh not the rubber chicken yeah yeah it was wonderful oh, i wish i knew where it was today but <laughs> i don't so well you've thrown everything away larry you got <laughs> nothing in, to call your own it's in the landfill so what would you do with all without without this old lair <laughs> hanging on to everything we wouldn't have a podcast yeah well that's that is so true right. by the way we are what? Officially starting our third year of the podcast. Oh Can you gosh. believe that? Really? Over 6,200 listens, mm. which is amazing. Thank you. And thank you, Mr. Bly. Thank you, For Mr. the laughs, for, uh, for sharing your music knowledge. As for Mike, I'm just... What can you I'm say? I'm just surprised you're still able to look at the sky every day. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess it's birthday time. That can mean only one thing. Yes. What? Happy birthday. Oh, you figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> you're really sharp. It's all falling into place now. I go right on the head, Mr. D. Guitarist James Burton, who played for the King Elvis. <laughs> 83, Jackie DeShannon, 81. Is that possible? 81? Wow. Uh, Glenn, so. Glenn Hughes of Deep Purple and Black Sabbath turned 70 recently. You got a few? Guitarist Gary Talley of the Box Tops is 75. I think Gary's the one that has that restaurant I was talking about down oh, okay. in Memphis, Tennessee, yeah, down yeah, in Memphis. Yeah, yeah. Uh, singer Belinda Carlisle of the mm-hmm. Go Go's mm-hmm. is 64. Guitarist Gilby Clark of Guns N' Roses is 60. Billy J. Kramer. 79. Ooh. Also, Elliot Lurie of Looking Glass mm-hmm. is 74. And I have a feeling we're going to be talking a little bit more about Looking Glass in this uh, podcast. I bet you will. I bet you uh, will. Bassist John Deacon of Queen, 71. Boom, boom, boom. And one of them nights bus. <laughs> Another one hits a bus. <laughs> Trombone player Jimmy Pankow of Chicago is 75. He's their main, I think he's the, the, the main uh, trombonist. Although mm-hmm. they have two, don't they? Uh, Singer Robert Plant so, yeah. of Led Zeppelin, 74. Singer Rudy Gatlin of the Gatlin Bros is 70. Guitarist Mason Williams of classical gas fame and also uh, them toad suckers, if you remember that. <laughs> 84, I think he would rather be known for classical gas than them toad suckers, but mm. yeah, what the heck. Uh, Marshall Thompson of Shy Lights, 
80 and Rick Springfield, Dr. Noah Drake on General Hospital, and of course, Rick Springfield in the music world, 73. Speak that's, to the Sky. I love that I song. I love that song, and yep. I played that at yep. ROV, and everybody, everybody said that's a terrible song. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was a great song. I but thought it was. Everybody but, thinks of him for Jesse's Girl. Yeah, well, Jesse's Girl was huge, yep. it was, and it was wonderful. It really was. Yes. But uh, I, I liked it, and I played it, and nobody else liked it but me and you. Well, I get it. And uh, speaking of birthdays and something, I just oh, uh, I came across something this morning. Oh, oh what was that? that uh, came in a little bit early and did a little homework, and mm-hmm. came across an article that says, did you know that Opie didn't have a mama <laughs> um, <laughs> on, the, on the Andy Griffith show? But he had an Aunt B. Had an Aunt B, yeah. but it was never mentioned <sighs> who his mama was or whatever happened yeah, to her. You it was never mentioned the entire time sure. they were on the air. L- l- let me call a friend. Sammy Yogi probably knows. <laughs> so Opie was a motherless son, <laughs> I mm. guess you could say. Mm. Well, I guess that's sort of like the uh, uh, Ricky and Lucy thing mm-hmm. uh, on TV. They never slept in the same bed. Oh, I think they may have at one time. Didn't she have little Ricky? Was that art- well, yeah, but in, in the day. Was that artificial insemination? Well, they couldn't, they couldn't tell you that oh, okay. you know it's just you know next episode or the next season the baby's there <laughs> times have changed Such is life. So, all right you ready to do the podcast i am all right then we've got great songs from five decades ago or let's just call it 1972 first time ever i saw She packed my bags last night, pre-flight Let's stay together Everybody plays the fool Oh, the Candyman can The Candyman can Died day in the park I think it was the 4th of July The world is black, the world is white It's too late to turn back now Starry, starry night Paint your palette blue and gray It was my first big year here in Roanoke and I happen to have great fond memories of uh, 1972. I thought the music was pretty darn good and it was it was a little bit all over the place. Mm-hmm. But it was interesting. It was, there was nothing boring about it. That's true. That's true. Part. Now think about this. Except 19- for Wayne Newton. And Daddy, don't you walk so fast. <laughs> I knew that was going to come back to haunt me. You know, I'm telling you, after you played that song about four times, you wanted to kill yourself. <laughs> I'm going to mention a couple others, too. Oh, well, I may as well just do it right now. My Dingling by Chuck Berry. That song got unfunny. Why? Why? It got unfunny after the second time you played it. And after the 15th or 20th time, you wanted to just run out in traffic. I get that. Yeah. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Chuck Berry wrote and produced a lot of great music in his life. Mm -hmm. And it's a shameful thing that 
my dingling was the only number one hit he ever had. It was horrible. Yeah. He hardly didn't even sing it. He mostly just said it in front of a live audience. Johnny Be Good is a great song, but then you compare it to My Dingling, really? Yeah, that's a, I agree. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. But anyway, uh, one of my favorites of 72 was a very sad song that I still listen to to this day, Alone Again Naturally by Gilbert O'Sullivan. You know, I'm with you on that one. And I, he followed that up with a song called Claire, which, which I was thought was pretty good. Pretty good. wasn't as big a hit, but yeah, it, it yeah. was a pretty good hit. Uh-huh. And of course, one of your favorite artists, Don McLean. Mm-hmm. Had the oh huge number three song that year was American Pie. By the way, the first what do you reckon the first was? First rated for the entire 1972 year. Best song. Oh, come on. First time ever I saw your face. Roberta Flack. That's right. Man. Which I find very interesting. Why? Because in the last podcast, which we could touch on this time, uh, the raspberries and go all the way, we talked about how the VU meters, mm-hmm. uh, which gave us DJs a level to see on the console, uh, the VU meters for go all the way would hang they were just, right there like at 100. Just sit there. They never moved. Uh, and then you have, first time ever I saw your face, the intro to that song is so low. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, but what a pretty song Absolutely. from Roberta Flack. Uh, Without You, Harry Nelson. Man, that was a great song. That was Harry was coming on his own. Absolute best album ever. Nielsen Schmielsen. Nielsen Schmielsen, that's right. Oh, and here's something unusual. Mm-hmm. Although I thought, uh, my memory is not what it used to be. You know? <laughs> uh, the Candyman by Sammy Davis Jr. I thought The Candyman dated back to the 60s. No, What is no, wrong no. with me? No, yeah, that was a, I a thought early that I, 70s song. I thought that I played The Candyman at HBG. Well, you know what? Maybe I, I don't know. Maybe I did. I came back to HBG briefly in between gigs. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe maybe that's, maybe that's I did play it there. I don't know. It just seems like I ran that song at HBG. It, was, it was a happy song. He didn't want to record it, you know. Really? No, he said, it's not my kind of record. He said, it's not my kind of song. Yeah. And uh, they said, well, you have to. I don't know why. <laughs> I forgot that part of the story. But anyway, somehow they, they convinced him that he should do this. And oh. it became his biggest hit ever. Wow. It was a fun-sounding song. I didn't want to hear it. Well, I like it better than my ding okay? Oh, well, thank you for that. <laughs> I gotcha. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Joe Tex. Oh, yeah. What a great song. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, see, this is the interesting thing when you're going through here. You've got, um, you, you've got all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. You, you have uh, McLean and American Pine and Candyman and I Gotcha, which is, you know, Gut Bucket Soul. Right, right. And Lean on Me, Bill Withers, which is also Soul. But then you get uh, things like Mac Davis, Baby Don't Get Hooked on Me. Which I, I always thought yeah. that was a, 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 a... I mean, this should give you an idea of what the early 70s and radio was like because it, it was a little bit of everything because you go from American Pie to uh, Roberta Flack to Mac Davis which I guess today would be considered country to Brand New Key by Melody <laughs> I like that too I liked old Melody I, I, stuff yeah I, 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 and, and, and think about it Melanie played Woodstock in 69 and in 70 she released Lay Down Candles in the Rain I played that in Korea. I love that song. The American Forces uh, with the uh, Edward Hawkins singers. Mm-hmm. But it was 1971 that gave her a hit with Brand New Key, making it to what, number nine. 
something like the that. The most obnoxious song. <laughs> do you really think Brand New Key is obnoxious? I don't, but many do. Hmm. Well, okay. <laughs> of, course, of course, today. We're uh, not the only ones entitled to our opinions. Well, now. That, that, that's, that's true. But or so. That was just one of those songs I, I'm with you. I like. Or as David Brinkley used to say, he wrote a book by the title, says, You're entitled to my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was great. Let's stay together. Al Green, man, any year that had Al Green's uh, got to be bet. a good year. You, yep, you bet. How about Billy Preston? How about him? Yeah, I love, I love his stuff. Go around in circles. Is that what we're talking uh, about? No, we're talking about Out of Space. Out of Space. In 1972. Right. And you know, he did a lot of backup with the Beatles. He did. He also backed artists like Little Richard, Sam Cooke, Ray Charles, mm. Everly Brothers, and uh, even the Stones. So, uh, Well, of course, we, we knew we were going to mention this. It's not the first time or last time it's going to come up. It's Brandy or a Fine Girl Looking Glass. And I tell you what, it's, uh, <laughs> it's going to come up in a little while again. I just think that guy had the sexiest voice. He just yeah. had the best darn voice. And yep. his phrasing was pretty good, too. Oh, Girl, the Shy Lights. Great song. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite songs from 1972 was uh, Betcha by Golly Wow. I was always a Stylistics fan. Uh-huh. Me too. I liked them a lot. Uh, we had uh, Nice to Be With You by Gallery, and I do believe that was Gallery's only song. I, don't I know think it was a short song. It was a short song. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but I don't think they ever did another song that I know of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you're you? right. If they did, it wasn't nearly as big as Nice to Be With You. Talk about a song that comes on real kind of easy, like kind of mm -hmm. comes in soothing. If loving you is wrong, I don't want to be right. Oh, Luther, Luther Ingram. Ingram. Man, that was a great song. Indeed. Oh, and here's one of your favorites. Uh, oh. Neil Young, Heart of Gold. <laughs> <laughs> I did like that song. Well, you gave up on him too early. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you right now, and that's all I'm going to say. I've already said too much about that. Stylistics, match by golly, well, you just mentioned. Yeah. I'll take you there, Staples City. In fact, I'm going to tell you one, two, three, four, five. My five favorites on this list, uh, uh, Brandy, you're a fine girl, mm -hmm. of course. Yeah. I'll take you there by the Staples Singers. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. That way that song starts. Oh. You know what amazes me about the Staples Singers, before we move on your list there, the fact that I think they did gospel. They did. First. Mm -hmm. They did. And then Papa Staple. Mm-hmm. Played said guitar. to the girls, we need to jump ship here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and he wasn't no spring chicken at that nope, point, so nope. jump, jumping anything. And just, man, they got into top 40, and they were incredible. They were. They had a good run. Mm -hmm. uh, Long Cool Woman in Black Dress, one of my favorites by the Hollies. And by the way, you know where they got their name? Where? Buddy Holly. I was not aware of that. Well, that's what I'm here for, yeah. to impart some knowledge to you, Mr. D. You know what's so sad about that song, Long Cool Woman in a Black Dress? I remember it because every time we would play it at K92, Bill Jordan would always add Long Cool Woman in a Black Dress with the high heels on. <laughs> Which I don't think was part of it. I don't but think it was either. For some reason, every time I hear that song today, I think of that. All right, now you're going to laugh at me for liking this song. And I probably shouldn't admit to something like this, uh -oh. but one of my favorite songs from 1972 was Down by the Lazy River oh. from the Osmonds. Okay, folks, moving right along. <laughs> I just thought that was a great song. Actually, it wasn't too terribly bad. Yeah, what can you say? <laughs> uh, of course, another one of my favorites is America, a horse with no mane. <laughs> name. Oh, oh, name. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Horse with no name. 
Uh, and my other one of my top five was uh, Day After Day by... No, that's not well, that it. That was a great song. That was a good Bad song. Yeah. Rocket yeah. Man by Alton John. Who could not like that? Yep. That was yep. a big song for him. And he, he was just starting to break big in 72. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We didn't even know who Elton John was. Mm-hmm. Oh, and let's not leave this short but great song out. Burning Love from Elvis. I know. That's true. Yeah. Uh, fifth Dimension, last night I didn't get to sleep at all. Oh, you need an Ambien or something like oh, that? Oh, no, no, that okay. was the title oh, okay. of the song. Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah. Larry, it was uh, last night. I mm-hmm. Precious and Few Climax, we mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Everybody Plays the Fool, Main Ingredient. Great song, great song. Uh, oh, N- Nights in White Satin, I thought, was a little bit later than 72. But it um, wasn't Moody Blues. Now, I do want to ask this question. Uh, why do they think this was such a popular song, even though of the top 100 it only made it up to number 70? And it beat Joy by Apollo 100 and Anticipation from Carly Simon. Sonny and Cher, a cowboy's work is never done. Probably really? the worst really? thing. Probably the worst thing they ever recorded. That's <laughs> <laughs> really pretty bad. True. It was lame. Well, yep. it's okay, but it was a big song, so who are we to <laughs> say anything? Too late to turn back now called Neilius Brothers and the Sister Rose. Mm-hmm. Sister Rose. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Backstabbers, the OJs, I think we mentioned. And uh, Day After Day, Badfinger, I like that song an mm-hmm. awful lot. I really did. So, uh, Can I throw in a couple more honorable you, mentions before can, we move on here? You can take it from there. Well, a couple more honorable mentions from 1972. Sad song, great song, long song, Taxi, Harry Chapin. I think they called him to The Tonight Show, I believe it was, to do that song live. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Did they have enough time it, to do it? Well, barely, but uh, apparently it was huge. Troglodyte, Jimmy Casterbunch. Yeah. I still love that song. A Beautiful Sunday, Daniel Boone. Always like that. Wasn't that his one-hit wonder? Mm-hmm. Uh, I Saw the Light, Todd Runner, and I always thought it was a great song. Oh, man, and we mentioned uh, Springfield, Speak to the Sky, earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, 1972, I wanted to uh, throw this in. Uh, according to the Census Bureau, the median family income was $11,120. Not for disc jockeys, it wasn't. <laughs> We were lucky for about half that. I think. Yeah, really. Uh, 1972, the median sales price of a new home in the U.S. twenty seven thousand six hundred dollars. Wow, uh, we've come a long way, baby. Uh, on average, the cost of gas in the U.S. in 1972. You don't want to know. Fifty cents. Thirty six. Oh no. Thirty six really? cents. Wow. What did? Oh, we've seen as high as five thirty six now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, who thought that was a good idea? President uh, Richard Nixon and NASA Administrator James Fletcher introduced the Space Shuttle Program January 5th of 72. Bell-bottom jeans were the popular fashion statement for uh, men and women. I had them. Did you really? Yeah. Uh, I had purple <clears throat> Jeans. I always wanted them, but I couldn't wear them because I, I had tree trunk legs. <laughs> well, I was a thin little thing back in those days, and I could carry it off pretty good. Uh, of course, the Watergate scandal. In fact, if, you, if you're really nice, I might just wear a pair in sometime. <laughs> okay, so I'll could, take you up on that. So you can look at them. Uh, June 17th, 1972, the Watergate scandal began oh. with uh, five men when they broke into the Democratic National Committee headquarters in D.C. Scandal would uh, lead to the resignation of Richard Nixon in 74. And in 1972, the U.S. withdrew its last ground troops from South Vietnam. 
the war was officially declared over the summer of 75. So there's a little history to go along with everything. All right, have we come to the time in the show where it's seconds guessing time? Well, I think we actually have, and I know you look so forward to it, Larry. And I've got a dilly lined up for you. Well, too. I'm still trying to master the uh, accordion lessons from last time. Thank you very much. <laughs> Having a little trouble finding an accordion. Well, the I'm second, working on it. Uh, well, you'll get it worked out. Seconds guessing prize from the old podcast prize closet mm-hmm. comes this collector's item. Oh. A rare home recording by Buck Owens' mother on the original cassette she recorded on. Mother? Uh, uh, yeah. Mother! <laughs> Do it, baby. <laughs> uh, not too many people know that that exists, and a lot of people wish they hadn't heard it just now. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, it gives you a whole new appreciation for Buck Owens. The Miz, the Miz Riz Owens. <laughs> okay, here we go. Okay. It's going to be easy. Right. Oh, this one's an easy uh, one. The dogs are starting to bark. It's affecting their ears. A popcorn. Hot butter. Man, I can't believe you remember hot butter. Yeah. The only song you ever had, as a matter of fact. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hot grease, they tried that song. You're still a young man? Tower of Power. Power? I just hadn't heard that version before. Wow. Well, well, I like it. I like it. I pulled it out of the middle. Well, of, of course it. you did. <laughs> That's why. I didn't give you the beginning of it. That was too obvious. And you know I don't listen to the middle of songs. I know you don't. Okay. You, have turn on a, you have the thing turned down, the monitor turned down. You're talking to the chicks on the phone. And so you miss the best parts of the songs. Here's an easy one. I roller-skated to your door One of your favorite songs, man. Uh, it's Melanie. Melanie Safka. And her brand new key. Yes, indeed. Got a brand new roller skate and you got a brand new key. Here's another one. Me and you. Easy peasy. Subject to the blues now and then. Song sung blue and Neil Diamond. You got it. You sing them out again. What a sweet, sweet song. No. That would be the fifth dimension. I didn't get to sleep at all last night. That's it. You got it. Didn't get to sleep. Fifth dimension. All right. Here's another one. He'd begin to move. Something like this. You gotta find a woman. You gotta find a woman. Oh, Troglodytes. Jimmy Castor Bunch. Jimmy Castor, the Troglodyte song. Mm-mm-mm. Here's an easy one. Everybody plays the fool. You sit around. Who did it? Uh, main ingredient. Main ingredient. I would never remember that in 150 <laughs> years. I think that was the only. Was that the only song they had? Of love this song. Uh, burning love, Elvis. Big old bunch of burning love from Elvis. Big old E. Yes. Yeah. 
Well, I must have enjoyed it. I just kept running. <laughs> Went to sleep and left to go. <laughs> hey, all right, here's another one. Climbing to the top. throw myself off. In an effort Gilbert O'Sullivan and Alone Again Naturally. By the way, uh, Gilbert O'Sullivan is still in the music biz. I know he is. just came out, yeah, uh, called Driven. Great album. That's my review. Gilbert O'Sullivan. I'm done. Listen to that song. Doesn't he have a sexy voice? Brandy. Looking glass. She was a fine girl. Oh, I could just let that go. But I won't. So here we've got another one we mentioned earlier. Oh. Listen to this opening. Oh, yeah. Oh. Uh, stable singers, I'll take you there. Good, right? That's it. Okay. What a great song. You got the whole thing on here, right? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I didn't let it run an extra long time. All right, one more and that'll be it. This will be an easy one for okay, you. All right. You've done very well. Holly's. Yeah. Long, cool woman in black dress. With high heels. With the high heels on, <laughs> as Bill Jordan would say. <laughs> that's a cooking song, isn't it? That is just good. That, that one, that's why that one made the list of songs you turn up. Oh, you got to crank that one yeah, up, that's for yeah. sure. So Absolutely. Okay, hey, I well, did you, pretty you, good. You did very, very well. That's not like I me. I think that you'll have that tiger by the tail before it's over with. <laughs> With the Mizra's uh, Owens. Mizra's Buck Owens. Okay, just, yeah. yeah, okay. All right, we've got some obits. We do. Okay. We do have an obit. I have just one, and uh, it just happened just mm. a couple of days ago. Oh, no. And what it is is Jerry Allison, drummer of the Buddy Holly mm-hmm. band, mm-hmm. dead at the age of 82. Allison was an architect of rock drumming who played and co-wrote songs with childhood friend Buddy Holly and whose future wife inspired the classic Peggy Sue. Her name is Peggy Sue. Could you tell Peggy Sue Garon has died at the age of 82, not Peggy Sue, him. The Crickets, of which Allison was the last surviving original member. He didn't actually travel with them. He mostly wrote and did their studio work. Buddy Holly was an interesting guy. He didn't always travel with the people they made records with. Uh-huh. And so that's why we had some crickets still left around. Oh, but if okay. he opened up the window this morning and everything was silent, that's because the last cricket has died. Obviously, I don't have talented crickets in my neighborhood. The crickets, who also included Joe Molden, mm-hmm. Nikki Sullivan, broke through in 1957 with That'll Be the Day, followed by Oh Boy, Maybe Baby, other singles too. Uh, anyway... On Peggy Sue, this is him. He started this song with a, a drum part that he made up himself, mm-hmm. and it's a rolling pattern called Paradiddles. <laughs> a paradiddle. Huh. That's a paradiddle. If you knew Peggy Sue, then you know why I feel blue without Peggy. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, anyway, that's uh, 
Jerry Allison, drummer of Buddy Holly, dead at 82. The last of the crickets and Buddy Holly. And a paradiddle. A paradiddle. I did a paradoodles when I was in school, but that was <laughs> something totally different. I would rather you not talk did about you, that. Did you realize that uh, Buddy Holly and the crickets scored their first hit, That'll Be the Day, 1957, but the song was inspired by a line from John Wayne in the 1956 Western, The Searchers. And can't you just hear him say, what, what's the name of the song, Gingham? Uh, that'll be the day. That'll be the day, Pilgrim. <laughs> <laughs> can't you just... <laughs> oh, me. Just a lousy impersonation by me. It wasn't bad. The best I can do. I'm sorry. It wasn't bad I used all. to say, I used to do a lot of different voices on the radio when I was on, and I used to say Larry Bly, a man of a thousand voices, all of whom sound about like Larry Bly. <laughs> so anyway. So good. And now, news of interest from around the world, around the block, and up your alley. Thank you, Mr. Cronkite. Uh, we do have some news today. Wait a minute. Uh, is that a teletype? That's an actual teletype. <laughs> I dragged it in here from the <laughs> from the prize closet. We're going to give that yeah, away. You changed the ribbon. I, <laughs> I don't away. want to. Uh, you know, I loved working at HBG because uh, they were a daytime station only. Yeah, yeah. So at the end of the night, you just went back and turned the machine off. <laughs> you didn't have to worry about it. And I, but I always felt sorry for Joe Price, who did the mornings, because he had come in at like 6 o'clock in the morning, and there, well, there was no news. Oh, boy. Uh, I don't know how he finessed that. I'm sure he did it somehow, but, um, you know, it maybe went through the trash can for the previous oh. day. So we do have some news. Uh, I have several uh, items. Oh, okay. News. Three, okay. To, okay. to be exact. Uh, three. Do we have enough time? Yeah, we do. News from around the world. Go ahead. Uh, a CD review. We oh. seldom ever do this, but I thought this was interesting. Okay. And the fact that the guy hated this album so badly. Jeff Beck and Johnny Depp. And the name on Atco Records, the name hmm. of the album they've just released is called 18. Hmm. And he says, this reviewer, electric guitar master Jeff Beck has deftly accomplished myriad feats of six-string magic over the years, as befits a dazzling musical wizard whose fans have ranged from one-time recording partner John McLaughlin to the young Jimi Hendrix way back in the day. Hmm. But alas, even Beck isn't capable of making Johnny Depp disappear. <laughs> <laughs> Such an accomplishment would immeasurably improve this album called 18. <laughs> he says, uh, duo's first and one can only hope last joint album together. <laughs> Given Depp's marginal musical skills as a, at best, average rhythm guitarist and an even less able vocalist, mm -hmm. it is easy to see why he would be eager to team up with the legendary Beck, someone with talent. So there we go, a brand new album by Jeff Beck and Johnny Depp called 18, and maybe you should buy it just to check it out for yourself. Um, I can listen to that and the Neil Young album. Don't take anybody else's <laughs> word for it. Yes. From a news uh, from the internet, a uh, uh, friend Mike Blankenship here, here yeah. who's a good friend of mine, mm -hmm. uh, just insisted I had to run that story on this podcast. Okay. If you ever uh, wanted to own a piece of rare rock and roll history, now is your chance. Oh, okay. Elvis Presley's bedazzled, rhinestone-studded athletic supporter is up for grabs. What? For just over $36,000 U.S. dollars, it can be yours. The jockstrap is custom-made and embedded 
with silver rhinestones and a personalized EP for Elvis <laughs> Presley in blue rhinestones. Um, thank heaven she didn't try to write out taking care of business in a flash. <laughs> Originally from the Elvis Presley Museum, the undergarment is displayed in a 20 by 36 inch frame with the image of Elvis and a plaque giving details of the piece. <laughs> according, to, according to the plaque located in the frame, the strap was custom, <laughs> was custom, <laughs> custom made by a fan and worn by the king himself. <laughs> Elvis subsequently gave it to his cousin Billy Smith. How would you? Why would you do that? Why would really you give it to somebody after you've worn it? <laughs> Uh, a singer, Jimmy Velvet, whom, by the way, I knew. He used to come by HBG Radio. Yeah. Uh, Elvis Presley's close friend originally had the jock strap as a part of his collection. That's great. And then he set up a museum in honor of his iconic friend. And I don't know, he must have sold it off because this is being sold in, in Europe somewhere. How big was his collection? The, uh, I don't know. <laughs> the uh, Oh, by the way, the athletic supporter uh, comes with a certificate <laughs> Of authenticity and a lifetime money back guarantee. And I think that uh, Eve Arden probably summed it all up best of all in the movie Grease. You know, she was the principal of Rydell High School. Right. When she made her first announcements of the year. You remember, we all used to have the morning announcements. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. boys and girls, and welcome to what we're sure will be our greatest year at Rydell. Saturday night will be our first pep rally and bonfire, and I want to see all of you students out there with plenty of support for Coach Calhoun and the Rydell Rangers. If you can't be an athlete, be an athletic supporter. I have um, one more news item. Uh, this came in this morning over the transom from my old WHBG radio pal and mm -hmm. a great listener of our podcast up in Stanton, Virginia, Mark Wilson. Oh, okay. Uh, hey, Mark. A group of uh, Richmond radio legends have teamed up to launch a new internet radio station called The Breeze. Hmm. Famous radio personalities Richmond, Bill Bevins, wow. Adam Stubbs, and Elise Jennings, I think is how you pronounce her name, yeah, among yeah. others, will host various day parts. Uh, it's a soft album format launching October 1st. It can be accessed at virginiabreeze.com or Alexa. Huh. I thought that was interesting. Interesting, yeah. indeed. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Well, Bill Bevins has moved from doing the lottery to his own radio station. That's true. Online. Mm -hmm. So, cool well, story. Is that it? That's all I got. I, I have no more stuff. Well, in that case, we do appreciate you uh, listening to episode 48 of Two Larrys and a Mike. You can follow Two Larrys and a Mike as we head into our third year, hard to believe, mm -hmm. uh, wherever you download your podcast and share this podcast with someone by simply clicking on the share button. We'll come out with a new episode every other week. Hope you'll join us next time for Two Larrys and a Mike. I'm Larry Dowdy. Larry Bly here. And oh, Mike is still Mike out in the field diddling around with the electric wires. Playing with the juice. Oh, well. We'll okay. see you next time.